Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, 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 Good afternoon, Delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Collican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Yeah, good. Pretty good. Yeah. All excited mm. for a big show, first, uh, first show of May, which is Jelly Baby Month. Yeah. Did you remember that? May, Jelly Baby Month every year? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> We're not actually doing Jelly Babies on the show today. We are doing something different. But uh, just a reminder that uh, Jelly Baby Month is all throughout May. So if you see any little uh, Jelly Baby token things out there, um, do make sure you uh, you know support the cause. It's uh, raising funds for juvenile diabetes. So uh, we'll, we'll share all those details on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We might even do... A uh, Jelly Baby episode, perhaps this month sometime. You never know. Are you uh, getting all ready for next week to spoil your mother for Mother's Day? Yeah. Yeah. We won't uh, give away any secrets on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've got a brand new yum box that we have to open up. Uh-huh. So uh, we best find out where or where we are landing this time as uh, we open up a brand new yum box because we're no longer in Scandinavia. Yeah. Radio Max, where is our brand new Yum Box from? Germany. Germany, okay. What do you know about Germany? Mm, not much. Not too much? We're, it often, sadly, gets tarred with the brush of uh, World War, but uh, there's so much more to Germany. There's lots of stuff that have come out of it there, um, known for uh, lots of interesting foods, sausages in particular, and... Uh, salamis and things like that are often German uh, versed um, but uh, we've got a few fun facts in there is there uh, something in those first couple of pages you want to share about Germany uh, 54 million people pass through the city's railway station every year whoa that is a lot uh-huh. <laughs> 54 million yep. grief that, that's a heap of people. So um, what have we got uh, then to celebrate from uh, the Yum Box? Looks like we've got uh, quite a variety of different looking products in there. Uh-huh. What's, uh, what's ahead of us for the month? Cinnamon almond cream wafer. Mm-hmm. Strawberry rhubarb white chocolate bar. Okay. Puffed rice and creamy milk chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Ketchup, potato sticks. <laughs> right. Spring onion rings. 
Okay. And dark chocolate covered marzipan bar. Oh, oh, okay. Righto. So we're entering into... Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I can see where we're going here. Um, Righto, then. What do you want to start us off with? The ketchup potato sticks and the dark chocolate covered marzipan bar. Okay. You going sweet or savoury first up? Ah. Savory, get them out of the way. <laughs> the German snack for anyone who loves potato chips. Um, so the yum box want to know, is there a food combo as iconic as ketchup and fries? Now, I'll admit, I'm not a tomato sauce fan at the best of times. Mm-hmm. How about no. you? No. No, no. In Germany, apparently ketchup, fries and currywurst is uh, the go-to dish. Classic dish made by pouring a mix of curry powder and ketchup over grilled German sausage and poms, which are fries. First made in 1949 Berlin. Now, across all major cities, none more so than Berlin, it's such a traditional meal that even the mayoral candidate had to have a photo opportunity at a currywurst stand. Um, so this should be a bit of a spicy, tomato-y uh, chip flavour, methinks. So I wonder if they've also got the, the sausage flavour with the um, the tomato-y ketchup flavour. Because ketchup in its own right, we say tomato sauce is ketchup, but it's a lot sweeter ketchup. It's got more sugar in it, apparently. Uh, oh, okay. So they're looking pretty different they're to what hollow. I was expecting. Yeah, yeah hollow. They look like a... Um, uh, an aerated potato chip. Yeah. Solid on the outside, but yeah, hollow centre. Mm-hmm. Lightly dusted on the outside, you can see a orangey-red tinge. Yep. What's your thoughts as you munch down on those? It's good. Pretty good? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got... You can taste the tomato, and again, it's like barbecue shapes. There's a certain <laughs> taste that I just don't like. Uh, this is that taste. It's got that, yeah, salty tang to it, but the tomato gives it a, a zest, I guess. Yeah. Not a bad mix, though, with the potato. Like, it kind of, even though it's crunchy, it's melting your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you uh, giving? Thumbs up, thumbs down? One and a half thumbs. They're very similar to the Harvest Snap products that we've had previously on the show, which were, what are they, um, oven-baked peas and beans and stuff like that. It's got the potato taste to it, but it's a very... What is it? It, it tastes like a regular potato chip. It's just in a, a different form, that's all. Yeah. Long hollow sticks. Like a straw. Yeah. Potato straw. That Why didn't they call it a potato straw? <laughs> okay, so that is the ketchup potato sticks, the pom ketchup. Um, we'll move on then to your second one, the dark marzipan bar, which... Um, comes from the small city of Lübeck, has one very big sweet claim to fame. It is the world's marzipan capital. Back in the 13th century, Lübeck became the capital of an enormous trade union known as the Hanseatic League. So it enjoyed a steady supply of luxury ingredients such as almonds, which were used to make confections, including marzipan. So today the city's sweet reputation is stronger than ever, there is a marzipan museum which features historical figures made out of marzipan. That is hilarious. So we've got 
Madame Tussauds, the Wax Museum, they have a marzipan museum mm-hmm. where uh, they're made out of marzipan. Now, do you know what marzipan is? No. At its core, it's it's literally ground up almond and sugar. Uh, it's used quite a bit on um, cake decorating and things like that. But uh, that's pretty cool to have a, a marzipan museum with historical figures made out of this stuff. Um, so, what do you think of the German marzipan chocolate bar? It's good. Nutty center. Yeah, sorta. It's it looks similar consistency to a um, a bounty bar. Yeah. But much darker chocolate on the outside. A little bit crumbly. The almond meal center is bright white. Yep. Yeah, it's a very dark chocolate. The chocolate is reminiscent of a cherry ripe. Yeah. It's got the consistency of bounty, but the taste of cherry ripe chocolate and almond. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not too shabby. What are you giving it score-wise? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Yep. Okay, then. On that note, we will take a short break here in Afternoon Delight, and we will be back to investigate the history of this week's topic. Time now on Afternoon Delight to talk about this week's topic, which is the Chomp chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. What do you know about a Chomp, Max? Uh, Had them before? Yeah. Yeah? They used to be a, a regular canteen staple at uh, my primary school. Uh-oh. Back when you used to be allowed to have chocolate at primary schools. <laughs> but uh, so a fun fact that I learned through this show is it was first manufactured by Cadbury in South Africa throughout mm-hmm. the 1970s. Yeah. So uh, it's currently still quite popular in South Africa, but uh, it's also manufactured now in Australia and the UK. There are different versions of the bar which are available in each location. So the Australian one that we're used to consists of a layer of wafer and caramel, and it's coated in compound chocolate. The Australian one is apparently longer and thinner than the UK version. Oh. So ours comes in a like a thirty gram size normally, but the um, the UK one's bigger. The slogan that uh, our chomp comes with is "It's a monster chew," and the packaging features a green T Rex wearing a hat, and his name is Tyrone. Tyrone the T Rex. He used to feature in uh, a lot of Australian TV commercials, riding his skateboard around which was so cool in the 90s. <laughs> I think he even had a Walkman on, uh, for those who remember. But um, during the 1970s, chomp bars were sold in Australia with the catchphrase, 10 cents never tasted so good. <laughs> At one point, there were some additional flavours, and they came in red and green wrappers. But uh, these days, it's just a traditional caramel wafer bar. Uh, Chomps manufactured in South Africa are sold throughout the country in packaging that features a hippo with the slogan Cadbury Chomp, the greatest chocolatey mouthful. In South Africa, they're available in a 22.7 gram bar as well as a Chomp Strip, which weighs 60 grams. And there's a treat size version as well, which is 360 grams. 
And all the ads in the South African line of the chomp have been uh, quite popular since the 90s, featuring a father hippo teaching his son to exercise his jaw so that he can grab a mouthful of chocolatey goodness in the chomp bar. (laughs) In the UK, the chomp got a new look in uh, 2009 so that the C on chomp on the packaging resembles a mouth with teeth on it. But ours still has the um, big chunky red letters. Yeah. There you go. But I do remember, yeah, chomps were quite popular um, because they were so cheap. They're similar to a Curly Whirly um, for oh, yeah. their cheap chock goodness. Yeah. If, if you had, you know, 10 cents, you were a rich man going down to the shops to buy yourself a chomp. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let us know. Jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. What's your memories of chomp chocolate? We'll be back after a uh, quick word from our sponsors to uh, give it a taste test. An afternoon delight. It's time for us to put the spotlight on the Chomp bar for a taste test. And, uh, well, we've got the little snack-sized bars. We're just having a look at the difference in the packaging uh, on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Tyrone's looking pretty happy with himself here on the outside of the packaging. Do you want to describe uh, what we can see? It's a green T-Rex with a red backwards cap. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> he wears his cap backwards. And, uh, yeah, bright yellow packaging on the background. Uh, the English version looks to be uh, quite different with the, um, the, the packaging on the outside. Um, theirs goes more uh, an orange background. There's no caricature at all except for the... Um, the C with the chomping teeth. Mm-hmm. So their letters are yellow, and the background's kind of a reddy orange colour with purple around the outside. And uh, we're just having a look at the South African hippo one, um, which is pretty cute. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether that would have been a, a positive influence as a child, eating chocolate to grow up to be a hippo. <laughs> Might have been teased, but uh, their chomp has the yellow background with some orange stripes through it. The lettering looks similar to Violet Crumble. It's kind of rounder. And then um, the hippo family, Charlie and Christine, her name might be, are all decked out in um, Hawaiian shirts because that's what hippopotamuses wear, apparently. <laughs> uh, so let's bust open this uh, chomp. Caramel and wafer coated in chocolate. You are saying just before it's been a while? Yeah. When was the last time you had a chomp, do you think? I don't know. Don't know? I think probably for me it was when I was in primary school. (laughs) Or maybe on this show. I don't know. Oh, I'd forgotten that bit. So it's a wafer through the centre. That's then covered in caramel on the outside. Then the chocolate... So when you bite down on it, the the layer of um, caramel kind of holds everything together. Mm-hmm. And it's very chewy. Mm. Hence its name, Chomp. You really do have to um, give your mouth a workout, just like the hippo was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it is quite satisfying. The, the blend of the caramel wafer and chocolate all together... Is worth all the chewing. Mm-hmm. It's um not like a sugary sweet overload. 
The fact that there is, you know, caramel and chocolate could give you a sugar overdose, but it's a reasonably good blend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got to work your way through the the different layers, chomp all the way through. Any recommendations for a chomp? Don't know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, while you're having a bit of a munch and a crunch and a chomp, I thought I'd introduce you to uh, another iteration of the chocolate chomp that's got nothing to do with uh, actually eating confectionery in the real. You could play it with a real chocolate block, but have you ever heard of the game Chomp? No. So it's a two-player strategy game on a rectangle grid, but you can actually play it with a block of chocolate because each of the, the blocks in the square look like chocolate blocks. And so what you do, you take it in turn to eat a piece from the board. And to do that... The top left block is poisoned in the game. That's the rules. So you're trying to be the person that eats the most chocolate around the outside without eating the poison bit, being the last person left. There's board game versions of it, or as I said, you can do it with a real piece. So um, you eat two blocks, and then you can have up to three pieces at a time. So you can choose one, two, or three trying to eat your way across until you end up with just one piece left. (laughs) And then you're technically killing the other player because they're eating a poison piece of chocolate. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we might uh, post the rules up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and let us know if you uh, play Chomp with a chocolate bar or a chocolate block. Technically, there's a mathematical formulation for how you can work out to win from the start depending on if the person eats one piece, two pieces, or three pieces, and you can force them into eating that last piece. But, um, yeah, good good game to play to practice subtraction, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> grid work, something like that. But it's a, uh, a five-by-four grid that you eat down to nothing. Mm, so we'll uh, put that um, up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page as well, if you want to uh, have a go at that. We'll be back after this with the sweetest tune, so don't go anywhere. Time for the sweetest tune on OCRFM, and uh, you have the biggest grid on your face, Max. Yeah. <laughs> you think you've won the internet. Uh, because we're looking at chomps today, and uh, there's the hippos from South Africa. We could have done the mud, glorious mud, perhaps. Mm. Um, the hippopotamus song from, uh, who was that? Swan, someone, someone in Swan. Uh, we could have done, I don't know, uh, See You Later Alligator, uh, Romp Pompa Chomp, the Dorothy the Dinosaur song from the Wiggles. What have you chosen as our sweetest tune today? Baby Shark. Baby Shark. I guess that Baby Shark counts as a chomp because um, you better do the actions to this song as we play it. Is that all I'm saying? Uh, it's a popular campfire song. That was released by a South Korean education company, Pink Fong, who turned it into a very successful viral online video. Uh, became the most viewed video on YouTube of all time in 2020, with over 8 billion views. That is a lot. Um, but yeah, as I said, originally a, uh, a campfire chant or a campfire song that has got out of control. <laughs> 
Um, it, uh, it possibly came from the movie Jaws about the shark, the big shark thing. Yeah. But um, each member of the family of shark is introduced with hand motions. Different versions have the sharks hunting fish, eating a sailor, or even killing people. But the uh, the, the kid-friendly version that we've got is uh, by Pink Fong. And yeah, as I said, Max, I want you. I want you dancing to this. <laughs> uh, this is Pink Fong on Afternoon Delight with Baby Shark. There you go, that is uh, Baby Shark, the sweetest tune for Afternoon Delight this week. Um, they did they used the uh, the intro to Jaws um, to, re- to release that as well at the start. I hadn't realised that before. Mm. Um, originally, it was apparently uh, released in Korean, but the English version became the, the big worldwide hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, made it onto the Billboard Hot 100 at number 32 back in... 2019. Can you believe that? <laughs> I know there's novelty songs out there, but uh, yeah. It knocked Despacito off <laughs> the, the YouTube view charts and uh, yeah, c- continues to break records. Apparently, Kellogg's had a partnership with Pink Fong to introduce a new Baby Shark berry flavoured Fruit Loop style cereal with marshmallows. I, I haven't uh, seen that produced yet. Might be just an American thing. Yeah. There's a 75-minute stage musical based on uh, the Baby Shark song titled Baby Shark Live. Thank you, Pink Fong. Uh, but that is our sweetest tune for this week. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with a recipe. So uh, stick around on Afternoon Delight. <laughs> Okay, Dokey Max, what are we cooking up in the kitchen today? A novelty chomp bar. Yeah, now when we say novelty, this is a big bar. It's like a chomp cake, I guess. Well, it's cake size, but it's actually made out of the same sort of ingredients as a chomp. Mm-hmm. So what do you need? 125 grams of pack of vanilla cream wafers, 50 grams of thickened cream, 150 grams of milk chocolate, and 160 grams of brown sugar, 95 grams of thickened cream, and 35 grams of butter. And to make it? Line a 15 by 8 centimetre loaf cake tin with baking paper. To make the chocolate ganache, heat the oven. the 50 gram cream in the microwave in a bowl until boiling. Add the chocolate to the cream. Wait one minute, then stir the chocolate until a thick, glossy con- consistency has formed. Place the mix aside in the fridge to cool. To make the caramel, place the sugar and 95 grams of cream in a pan 
on the stove and heat on medium stirring until the sugar is dissolved. Turn the heat up to high and boil for five minutes. Remove the pan off the heat, add the 35 grams of butter and stir until the mix is glossy and combined. Place in the fridge until caramel is cooled. To assemble pour two-thirds of, a, of the chocolate mix into the tin, ensuring you spread the chocolate along the sides as well as covering the bottom of the tin. You need to have all the metal of the cake tin completely covered in chocolate. Place in the freezer for five minutes or until set. To add the caramel layer, you need to pour half of the mix into the base on the top of the chocolate mix. For the wafer layer, place two by two wafers in the tin horizontally. Cut four extra wafers to the size to assure complete coverage of the caramel with two layers of wafer thickness. Pour the remainder of the caramel on top of the wafers and spread to assure even coverage. Place the tin in the freezer for five minutes. Remove the tin from the freezer and pour the remaining chocolate ganache over the top of the caramel, ensuring even and full coverage of the caramel. Place in the freezer for 20 minutes to serve. Turn the tin upside down onto a plate and remove the baking paper from the jump bar. Cut horizontally and enjoy. Sounds reasonably simple. A lot of uh, back and forward between cutting, freezing, making, mixing. But um, it's step by step. Mm-hmm. Easy enough to follow along. So we'll put a copy of that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page if you'd like to have a go at making your very own giant novelty chomp bar. And uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back after this to find out what's new on the shelf. What's new? Radio Max, what is new on the shelf this week? It's a new Kit Kat flavour. New Kit Kat flavour. It's looking pretty big for Kit Kat. Yeah. (laughs) Is this another one of those Kit Kat blocks? Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, again, you've got a great big grin on your face, so I can predict what flavour this is going to be. I can see a lot of green on the packaging. What new flavour of Kit Kat is this? It is dark chocolate with Tasmanian mint. And regular listeners of the show will know you're quite a mint fan. So uh, dark chocolate and mint is a very good combination. I'm wondering if Tasmanian mint uh, is going to have any major impact to the the flavour or not. Oh, wow. It's um, marbled with mint chocolate by the look of the outside of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, each of the little bar pieces are... This is our second wafer. They're very similar to a chomp. Yeah. <laughs> a much thicker layer of chocolate on the outside, though, of course. Okay, you're going for the crunch there. 
What are you thinking of the Tasmanian mint? It's good. Mm, it's actually breathtaking. Mm-hmm. That'll clear your sinuses. <laughs> That's Some mint has a very kind of toothpaste vibe to it, but this, it's a very strong mint flavour. Yeah. It's enveloping my whole face <laughs> with how strong it is. It it looks reasonably harmless, though, mm-hmm. on the, the chocolate, because it's just kind of a light swirl through the marbling of the dark chocolate. Yeah. What do you think of the dark chocolate? It's good. Mm-hmm. Not too cocoa-y. Yeah. Again, dark chocolate can be quite bitter, but teeming with the mint, that's mm, very palatable indeed. What are you rating this? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Yep. I'd agree with that. That's quite an intense flavour. I don't think you... It's a full block, similar to a a Cadbury block, so to take you a while to get through it, you wouldn't be sitting down having (laughs) a lot of this because uh, it is quite an intense flavour. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's very nice indeed. Mm -hmm. Nice work there, uh, Kit Kat. You're often coming up with quite unique flavour blends, (laughs) but uh, Tasmanian Mint on par. We'll take the shortest of short breaks because we're running out of time. Uh, we'll be back after this to unwrap the Kinder Surprise. Okay, Max, time to open up the Kinder Surprise. You look like you're having a bit of difficulty there. Oh, no, you got the outside layer off now. Mm-hmm. It was looking a bit like it was going to be stuck there for a minute. Okay, chocolate shell is off. Inside capsule. Sounding like a lot of jingly, tiny little pieces. It's the same thing we got last week. Oh. <laughs> it's bizarre. We... we um, they come in sets, but you would think that they'd shake it up a little bit, surely. Mm. So do you want to remind people uh, what it is? Now, you've, have you put the tail on the right way this week? Last week you put it upside down. I found out that it um, it's actually was actually the right way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bit of a guide on the instruction booklet. Mm-hmm. So it's... What did we decide it was? Like a lion or a... There we go. Max is jiggling the tail up and down to make the mouth open and close. Was it a lynx or a some sort of big cat? Don't know. With a massive jaw. Mm-hmm. No um, insight in the instruction booklet as to what the heck it is? No. No. Just another big cat. Come mm-hmm. to eat all the chocolate. Radio. Well, uh, just before we finish up, we'll have a quick look at the Afternoon Delight Facebook page from last week, where we were uh, looking at all things whiz-fizz, and boy, did that bring back some memories for quite a lot of listeners. Uh, we've got uh, a big question of the day was, 
Um, what do people remember of the WizFizz packaging? Because I grew up with uh, the 90s design of uh, Dr. Freak, Weird Wally, Nerdy Neville and the like. Um, a guy named uh, Gus has uh, reminded us that, yes, Gross Gus was one of his favourites. Um, always cool if you could find a, a cartoon character that had the same name as you. Um then a lot of comments on the 60s to 90s ones featuring the Disney characters, which uh, were licensed for, uh, yeah, close to 30 years. Um, so Cindy, Natasha, Wendy are all uh, commenting and reminiscing on the page about that. Um, uh, Tiana says, 90s all the way. The lollipops were great as well. I'd forgotten about the WizFizz lollipops. Um, you could... Uh, they had the, the faces of Dr. Freak and Gross Gus and stuff and Nerdy Neville that you'd lick, stick in the sherbet, and then uh, eat them. Uh, Marie says it's her all-time favourite lolly. The WizFizz stand was always her go-to at the Melbourne show every year, um, as does uh, Marky has uh, commented the same same there. Julie says that uh, 60s and 90s was her go-to. Beck says the 60s, 90s design for me, although I was still buying them from the local milk bar when the 90s ones came in. So uh, plenty of uh, folks on the Facebook there enjoying um, enjoying the WizFizz nostalgia. Uh, Donna posted a question, can you still buy it? If yes, does it have a little spoon? Thank you to Catherine for replying on our behalf that yes, you still buy it. Yes, it still has a spoon. How else would you eat it? Um, now, fun fact uh, that came out of someone's memory uh, was, uh, thank you to Jackie. So she says, I'm 51, still eating it, love it. I remember when it was five cents a pack, I'd spend my whole 20 cents on these puppies, get home, pour them onto a small bowl, then slowly devour every spoonful. The tiny spoon had a ring at one end and would become a bubble blower. Because that was uh, something we were asking last week. Sustainability-wise, each pack comes with a tiny little um, shovel scoop. Uh, what what can you reuse it for? Uh, Tiana suggested building a miniature garden with it. Holly says her Barbies use them as spoons. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I didn't realise that uh, they'd previously come with a bubble blower on the handle. But there you go. Well, that is it for another episode of Afternoon Delight. Thanks for uh, jumping on board today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. And as always, if you want to get in contact, jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page or email lolly at ocrfm.org.au. Don't forget, this time next week it will be Mother's Day. So uh, be sweet to your mum. And we'll catch you at 3 p.m. next Sunday. Bye. See ya. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight Gonna grab some afternoon delight My motto's always been when it's right, it's right Why wait until the middle of a cold dark night When everything's a little clear in the light of day Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's waking up my appetite Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of love and you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight